Hey, what's going on? It's McCabe. I'm Jenny. And they're actually letting us do a podcast? Yeah, because not everyone can listen every day from 2 to 7 in the afternoon. I get it. But that means you're going to take out all the bad stuff I say, right? (laughs) Yeah, we took out all the bad stuff and combined some of our favorite moments for you and put them right here on a podcast. Okay, let's check it out. So here's what you missed. On the Afternoon Mix podcast. I mean, it looks like you're going over to a sleepover. I thought you were <laughs> I thought you were coming in just to start work, but it looks like you're prepared to go stay the night somewhere. Okay, I brought like a change of clothes because we've got a show tonight, Louis Capaldi at the Aragon, and I don't know if you noticed, but I kind of dress like a grandma when I'm at work, and for whatever reason, when I'm doing an event that is not work, I decide I need to look different. <laughs> like I need to actually dress for that, you're which like, is weird. You're like a superhero. You come in here dressed one way and then you go in one door and you come back out and you're like, I'm ready for oh, the night. We work in radio. I'm like, no one's going to see me here. But when you're at the Aragon, like everyone's going to see me. I have a face for radio so they can all <laughs> see me. It's McCabe and Jenny with the all new afternoon mix. And you might be wondering why this is called Who's the Bobo Head? Because they wouldn't approve Who's the m- Who's the Bobo Head? And you know, this one, I think, uh, I appreciate more for you because you have like your own washer and dryer in your home. Yeah. I have a communal one, so I Mm. share it with like 3,000 people. (laughs) And I'm always curious, like, are you one to take the lint screen thing? Like, are you supposed to clean that every time you do your laundry? Yeah. It's a fire hazard if you don't. It's a fire hazard? Yeah. <laughs> really? The lint the lint thing? Yeah, you're supposed to make sure before you do the laundry that the whole thing is clean. But I always make sure after I'm done drying my clothes that it's cleaned off for the next person. Like it's set up, you know, because my little brother lives with us. So I make sure that he doesn't have to worry about it putting his laundry in. And so then he'll do that after he does his laundry. So yeah, you, guys you set people to... up. You yeah, know? I honestly didn't realize you were supposed to do that. And I saw people last night in there and there, were, there was this one woman cleaning it out. And I had no idea that you were supposed to do it every time. I thought that was like a once a week thing. It was <gasps> it was just almost like a filter or something that you leave in. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you don't do it at all. Well, I mean, now I probably should, but no, I haven't been doing it. But I didn't know that was a thing you were supposed to do. And on top of that, I didn't realize it was a fire hazard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you do laundry, I am curious. Like, are you someone that leaves it after the laundry is done? And then right before you start your laundry, you check that thing and clean it or vice versa? You a bobo head if you just leave it in there for for days to come. Call us up. Shouldn't you always clean off the lint screen before doing laundry? Isn't it a fire hazard? You have to. My father-in-law was a fire safety engineer, and he said that you always have to clean it. You should, If you live in a community kind of like what we do, too, you should always clean it. And if you see a little bit of lint, just check it. Do you usually clean the lint screen like before you put your laundry in, or do you always like leave it after you're done? Or forget to even check it all. <laughs> I check it because I live in a community condo kind of thing, so I check it to make sure it's clean, though. did take it out last night because I wasn't sure exactly what it was, and all these little flirts. <laughs> things just start flying in my face. That's why I check it, because um, it is a huge fire hazard. Would you let McCabe know he's the bubble head? You are a bubble head. (laughs) I actually kind of enjoy doing it, because... I don't know. There's just something so meditating about like, oh, grabbing that big thing like this is a good chunk of light and throwing it away. You get to do it for your husband and your brother. So when it's like communal, I don't know who who's like oh, stuff has true. been in there. And so then I just think of like your sweaty clothes, your dirty clothes. I mean, not just people my clothes. People think that about you, McCabe. <laughs> what are you talking? You're worried about what other people got on their clothes. Well, look, you, you're coming at me that I, you know, I'm the bobo head. But look, 
I've gone in there so many times and I lift up that little screen, which means no one's following the rules when it comes to taking the, the lint off. Or they just clean it off beforehand, which was why I wanted to know, like, do you do you leave it after you're done or do you make sure that it's there's cleaned a, off? There's a lot of lint flying around I my know. apartment complex. Alex, you're telling me that you guys own a laundromat? My family owns laundromats, so when you're talking about going to the laundromat, they clean them every day, those machines, like the lint out of them. Oh, I was going to say, because we got that text that someone said they do their laundry at a laundromat because they don't have to worry about the lint trap. Yeah, so there's an attendant there that always cleans and they clean out the, uh, the lint in the machines every night. So you're telling me if I go to an actual laundromat, I won't have to clean any of the lint? <laughs> no, no, the lint, because there, there's a key in it, so you have to unlock it. Yeah, they clean them every night. Wow, Mickey, so, you need to start going to the laundromat. This is the key to my heart, <laughs> yeah, the key yeah. to my laundry. <laughs> Who is the bobo head, Jesse? When you're doing your laundry, do you take that little lint thingy out each time? Oh, yeah, totally. I just assumed someone came around checking them, and they just clean them out themselves. Before I start laundry, I always pull out the trap to look at it. I'm like, really? I left you those... Um, you know, like the sandy wipe to help clean it up. And then for the last load, I leave it. I'm like, you want to leave lint and then I had to come use it? There you go. Now you clean it out. Well, I mean, honestly, it sounds like not a lot of people actually clean out the lint from a laundry machine and you're supposed to. Including yourself, McCabe. Hey, I'm learning. <laughs> hey, it's McCabe. Hey, it's Jenny. And we're asking, asking for, for a friend. friend. Ask anything you want. We keep it anonymous. It doesn't matter. Anything works. It's asking for a friend with McCabe and Jenny. All right, this one uh, has to do with upcoming concerts and parents get involved. Yeah, they asked, are parents crazy for writing their kids' excuse letters to miss school for the Taylor Swift tour? What clever excuse did you have to write for your kids to get out of school for something? I mean, I wish my mom was writing me excuses to get out of school because I did see like this letter that was going around of this mom that wrote um, something to a teacher. It was like very creative in, yeah. in like using like the, the, like, titles, the titles of songs, of songs and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So if I was a teacher, I would have looked at that and been like, okay, this mom's creative. It's cool. She got a note. You know, she can miss class. <laughs> but on the flip side, I saw a viral letter from a superintendent or like a principal or something that responded. And they also did the thing with the titles of Taylor Swift songs saying, sorry, it will not be excused. Um, stuff like that. Like, don't mean to be the antihero. Wow. I, know, I, I didn't see <laughs> yeah. that letter. Go out. I'm like, OK, that's also clever. But was there any excuse that your mom did write for you when you were in school and like needed to miss something like my grandma would take us kids? out of school for the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Was she really? When it was on a school day. Yeah, uh, my mom wasn't too happy about it, but... I feel like if it was the Friday before we had, um, uh, I don't know if you like if it's Easter break or spring break, yeah. now it's called spring break, because we would go uh, do like a ski trip. And so typically the Friday or Thursday before the week, sometimes, you know, moms and dads, they like to get the jump start on getting on the road. So we would have, you know, excuses to miss school. I mean, we would still they be like, honest about it? Like we're going on a ski trip. Or would it be like, McCabe? Uh... He has to go do charity work uh, for the next two days. My son, the angel. But let us know, like, what clever excuse did you have to write for your kids to get out of school for something? What I did for myself in regards towards what they thought my mom did. Uh-oh, what'd you do? So I knew how to forge my mom's signature since, like, freshman year of high school. Did you, like, perfect that down? Did you practice forging your mom's signature a lot? Yeah, yeah. 
actually I did. I, I, back in the day, I would get a piece of paper and pen and just start going at it. It just looked like a bunch of eights, to be honest. Oh, man, that's terrible. I got it real good, though. And then so I would, they would drop us off to school at the back of the school. I would just walk myself all the way around to the front door, walk in with a letter with a fake signature outside there, being like, hey, my, my son needs to be pulled out of school for whatever. It could be, I, I wrote like a funeral in there once. I wrote like a, a doctor's appointment and so on and so forth. You're like the Ferris Bueller. <laughs> But they never looked at you and were like, huh, again, you got to be dismissed. Yeah, no, I never did. But I did it at least like once, or once a month. I need to practice my mom's signature more. <laughs> oh, my God. Once a month? That's a lot of excuses. How would you not know, like, hey, Tony, um, another funeral going <laughs> I would on? Like, email the parents like, hey, just checking in. Uh, I'm sorry to hear about what's been going on. And they'd be like, what? That is, it's like Ferris Bueller, like nine times. Nine <laughs> times he's been missing. But, I mean, you do have to think, though, back growing up, like parent signatures sometimes are the worst. Like it's mm-hmm. like little scribbles. I mean, you wonder why how hard it is to like f- do the forge a signature from like your parents when all it is like is like a symbol. You don't well, even I know. I never tried because there was no way that I would be able to get that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you practice, Jenny. You no, have to practice these things. Absolutely not. But someone did text us, I'm taking my teenage niece to Louis Capaldi tonight, and it's a school night, so I wonder if there will be a letter for the teacher. To I plan to go her. on a school night, so I might give our boss a <laughs> yeah. letter that I might not be here tomorrow. <laughs> what? The Afternoon Mix. Deal breaker drama. And this is from Becca who texted in and she says, I like to have a drink every once in a while. And I've tried dating men who don't drink, but it's a deal breaker now. I find it, it makes me feel uncomfortable if they're not having a good as time as I am. So she she likes to go out and, yeah. and enjoy herself. But if she's not with someone who's having a drink and she's not having a drink, she's uncomfortable. Yeah, I get that because I'm not saying you need to drink to have a good time, but I have given up alcohol for a year before and it was so hard to go out while everyone is plastered and and you're trying to hang out with them like you don't want to lose any friendships. So you still continue those like going out and it's so hard. So I can't imagine like dating someone who's not on the same page, like either you both don't drink or you both do drink. Um, It's very hard to have one I've done it before but like for permanent (laughs) well there's I mean I I have friends I mean there's so many different scenarios from this where if you have two people that don't drink or two people that do drink I mean they may get along they they may not the too much drinking might tear them apart Um, it, it just seems like if she likes to go and enjoy herself and doesn't want to be with someone who doesn't want to drink. She needs to kind of find the the group or circle that she kind of wants to hang in, or it's just going to continue to be awkward. But I mean, I have also not in drinking for not drank for like a period of time, and you go out and you just kind of like you cut your night short because mm-hmm. when everyone gets on that crazy level, it's like gremlins when it's like past <laughs> a certain at like midnight, you don't feed them because all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast, and whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You're on another <laughs> level. So that's when you just cut out early because you're like, okay, this isn't my scene right now. Right. But call us up. What do you think about this? If you like to go out and have some drinks and there's someone that you're dating who doesn't drink, like, would that be a deal breaker? Would you feel uncomfortable? In but a I, sense. I am curious because one of my best friends, she went on a first date and she had a little too much to drink. And she said like she made a fool of herself. She was just like really nervous. And so she started drinking more and more glasses of wine. Uh, the funny story I have is my cousin married the guy on a first date, puked on her in a taxi. Oh, is that God. how you win someone over? <laughs> yes, and again, they told that story during the wedding. I think it was the best man who told that story. How do you keep someone with you and even convince them to marry you when you threw up on them? I mean, that sounds like true love. <laughs> yeah, he was loaded, and uh, oh. yeah, so she put up with something. So she said, "Okay, you can throw up on me as long as you've got the money." <laughs> yeah, something like that. There were a lot of other. Uh, interesting things at that wedding. The priest said, and you know about Nicole, who was my cousin. Well, she had just flunked out of college. And so our side of the family is trying not to laugh. I almost fell into the aisle. I mean, that's like true friends and family when they're telling stories like that on how you threw up on your soon-to-be bride. Not during a wedding day. That is mortifying. Like, save those stories for Thanksgiving or Christmas meals. That's entertainment. (laughs) Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's McCabe and Jenny, the all-new Afternoon Mix. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Sam. All right, Sam, you're familiar with Trends in 10, right? I am, yeah. Okay, we're going to give you a trending topic, ask you to name 10 things in 10 seconds within that topic, and when you do so today, you're getting our VIP tickets to the 7th Annual West Loop Spirits, Cocktails, and Wine Festival. Oh, sounds good. Sam, are you on Facebook? I am. Have you been seeing all the drama right now with Facebook? You know, lately I haven't been on it, but I do occasionally check it out. So bring me up to date. Okay, well, if you had an active Facebook account at any point between May of 2007 and December of 2022, you can apply to receive a piece of parent company Meta's $725 million settlement related to the Cambridge Analytica scandal. I don't know if you uh, remember that, but... Yes, I have heard of that. Yeah, like when the third parties were trying to access private user info and then misled users about its privacy practices. So, Sam, since you're on Facebook and McCabe came up with... This one, I'd like to know if you can name 10 things that you would not press like on Facebook for in 10 seconds. Oh man, sure. That's not an easy I thought one. that was hard. <laughs> I thought this was going to be an easy one, but here we go. All right, Sam, we'll give you a countdown in three, three two, two, one, go. go. Oh, well, that's sausage, bacon, uh, balloons, sandals. Uh, information, sunglasses. Time! Oh, we got to six. Oh, you don't like hot dogs and bacon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love those. Hey, it's okay. You still want a prize. You know what you do like is Culver's, and you are getting a pair of our Be Our Guest Culver's gift certificates. Sounds good. And, you know, honestly, Sam, you could have said 
you know, things that you like, you could have reversed it on us. But then we would have judged him like, oh, Sam, you don't like that. I mean, I'm already judging <laughs> on the fact that he didn't like hot dogs or bacon. <laughs> I love those. And I'm looking at this like claim for $725 million. I mean, I was on Facebook in 2007. Yeah, but I, I bet like seven billion people were. I know. So it's like, what, do we get a quarter? Yeah, like, probably. <laughs> like you have to fill out all this stuff for whatever. And then what do they send you? You never know how many people are actually going to follow through filling out the paper, though. So maybe we'll get two dollars. OK, how about you fill it out first? OK, I'll see what you get. And then I think it fits. that uh, you get it at the same time. So either you're in or you're not. <sighs> I know. I don't want to waste all my time filling out the paperwork. One time I filled one of those things out and got back a nice check. I was like, oh my gosh. Okay, you know, actually, I am going to say you're right on that because when the whole Southwest thing went down, I wrote them a letter. Yeah. And it actually worked on like reimbursement. So, okay. All right, Facebook. Get my money ready. (laughs) And uh, we want to hook you up with more of those VIP passes to the 7th Annual West Loop Spirits Cocktails and Wine Festival tomorrow, 5.05 with Trends in 10. Join us. All right, thank you for joining us for the Afternoon Mix podcast. And feel free to give us a five-star rating. (laughs) Come on, McCabe, you can't tell them five stars, but we would love that. And while you're at it, we would appreciate a review and maybe even a like and a follow. Yeah, you can follow us on socials at 1019MixChicago. We've also got our personal ones. That's right, you can give me a follow at McCabe on air. I'm at Jenny V on air. And also, get the free Mix app. It's super easy. It's in the Apple App Store or Google Play. Yeah, until then, if you like what you heard today, we are always live 2 to 7 in the afternoon on weekdays on 101.9 The Mix. Wait, we're on it too?